Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back during this Thanksgiving season with Ayers on the Road. We hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving, a wonderful one. We hope it was filled with gratitude and family and sort of awareness. We hope it was filled as ours was with a real sense of meaning and a sense of gratitude. You know, Linda, it's it's one thing to be thankful for something, but when you are thankful to someone, then it really, I mean, it's just a thought, right? If, if you're just thankful for something and you, you sort of feel appreciative, that's a great thing. But it's only when it's connected to the giver, when it's connected, you know, you have to have an answer not only to the what you're thankful for, but a question to the who, who you're thankful for. I'm thankful to you for so many things. I'm thankful to my children for so many things. I'm thankful to doctors for so many things, as we talked about last week. But ultimately, the deepest gratitude is when we're thankful to God. It is true, and we have been advocating your writing down 10 things every day. I don't know how many are actually doing that. We are. Oh, they all are, Linda. Every single listener is doing that. But man, life gets so busy. But even five would be good, but you would say, no, 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 you need to do 10. (laughs) (laughs) I just know you well enough to know that. Um, but I and later in the show maybe I'll share some of my my gratitudes and from my little list of ten um, because it is it does make a huge difference. What I what I like about this show today, Linda, is now Thanksgiving's over, and so the question is: this is the big question: Are we going to continue? Are you going to continue this pattern of of emphasis emphasizing Thanksgiving and gratitude? right on as though Thanksgiving hadn't happened yet, right on into and through the next year? Um, that's the question. That's the question. I'm thinking I might make it till Christmas. but well, I, Let's just go a month at a time. We'll just go a month at a time. time. But think, think through a few thoughts with us to, to further kind of hammer home the power of year-round Thanksgiving. Um. We really need to learn to live in Thanksgiving and to make it our atmosphere, to be surrounded by it, to let it permeate everything. Within gratitude's atmosphere, pride cannot survive. Enmity cannot live. Neither can condescension or envy. These are things that can't coexist with gratitude. Think about that. That's a powerful thing. When gratitude is your atmosphere, you're not going to find pride or enmity or condescension or envy or jealousy because you're focused on the gratitude. So how do we live in Thanksgiving? How can we cloak ourselves with gratitude? How in the demanding and sometimes desperate walk of every day do we remember that we're living in God's life, that we breathe according to his will? that our very lives and everything in them are his gifts. I mean, that's that's the power of this. And I think this is the perfect time to talk about it right after Thanksgiving. So think with us here uh, about this. We struggle 
with these kind of questions. How do we continue in gratitude? How do we avoid taking things for granted? We struggle with these questions until we realize, I love the word realize, by the way, because you break it down. We realize with our real eyes, which I'm especially aware of this week because of my cataract surgery surgery last week. week. If you missed last week, I suggest you go go back back and and listen listen to that because that was pretty poignant. But we realize with our real eyes that there is one last thing to be grateful for, and that is the gift of gratitude itself. Because on some level, thanksgiving is something we summon or build up in ourselves. But the deepest gratitude is a gift of the Spirit. And I think, Linda, like all spiritual gifts or all of God's gifts, this higher form is not something you can earn, not something you generate yourself. It's something that's given. It's a gift, a spiritual gift. And if we understand that, it'll make us even somewhat godly in our gratitude. Yeah, you know, and as with all great gifts like that, like love and faith and peace, gratitude grows as it's given. And its concepts can be joyfully studied forever. I mean, you just cannot get to the end of the things that you're grateful for. Isn't that interesting? Someone said to me the other day, um, wow, with nine children and 34 grandkids, how do you how do you have enough love to go around? Well, this is the answer, that the greatest gifts in life, like love, but also like faith or like peace or like gratitude, they don't diminish as you give them away. They, they actually grow. I mean, it yeah. defies the laws of mathematics. The more you love, the more love you have. The more grateful you are, the more gratitude you have. These, these are not things that diminish. Um, you know, each, each thing we learn about gratitude suggests two things we do not yet understand. And the pursuit of gratitude, like the pursuit of joy, can go on forever and as the essence of what people of faith might call eternal progression. I mean, Isn't that interesting? Eternally progressing, yeah. yes. You, you, you can never become perfect at gratitude. It just continues, it can grow forever. And yet, think about this. While it takes forever, the blessings and benefits begin almost instantly, right? The yeah. minute, yeah. The minute you do. come up with something you're grateful for, you're rewarded instantly. That, that feeling of, yeah. of happiness and so on. So I love this phrase, the atmosphere of gratitude. If you live in that atmosphere, it, it starts whenever you want it to start. It's like taking a breath. You can breathe in anytime you want. You can focus on gratitude anytime you want. It's a gift that's always available. It's like air. It's always there. Do we want to breathe it in? Do we want to partake of it? All we have to do is learn how to practice it, how to receive it. But we have to make it work. Yeah. I mean, you can't quit breathing. You know, you just have to keep breathing. But yeah, it's not an automatic. Good point. It's not. It's like air, but it's not like breathing. That's a good right, point. Right. Right. Um, so we can cultivate the joy that comes in little moments. Capture them. The eye-rolling happiness of a child's kiss. The unexcelled, unparalleled joy of a new life. The moments that make everything else worth it. You know, we have a daughter who 
is good at doing this, even though she is really in a hard place. She's in a hard spot because she has a <laughs> five-year-old who is very strong-willed, a three-year-old who may be more strong-willed, and two baby one-year-olds. And honestly... Little twins. Little twins, but that is also a challenge. I mean, they are just absolutely pure joy because they smile and just exude love and gratitude and so on. But one is has the most amazing scream I've, oh I've ever gosh. heard on a child. If you want to pierce your ear Oh my goodness. And then the other is still just sitting there smiling and he's a year old. He's not crawling yet. And of course they've got him in therapy and they've got all kinds of people trying to help and figure out what is going on. But that's a heavy, heavy worry Everything. all Absolutely. the time. When you have something but she's, like that. But you're right. At Charity, this is our daughter Charity, and she really is good at this. She is so She does good. it deliberately. Yeah she, yeah, she has to. Because there are heavy things in your life. We're not just saying, be grateful for everything. I am the sky. We're not saying that. We are not, no. because there are so many hard things in life. You all know Shawnee's, many of you know of Shawnee's daughter, who has BBS, which is Bardet-Beetle syndrome, a rare syndrome, and she is losing her sight. Uh, we just had, they just had a big race at a mall with 5,000 people raising money for this foundation to help those, as well as um, feeding children all over Phoenix. And it yeah, is really amazing just... that there are so many hard things, and that those kinds of things do not go away. That's kind of hanging over them, you know, for the rest of their lives. But what do we do now? How do we help her now? Every week, it's it's heavy. And by the way, parenthetically, we we should we should mention that these two daughters we're talking about now, and many of you already follow them on social media. But but Shani, uh, her her blog is called seventy one toes dot com. The number seven one toes dot com. It's because of Little Lucy, who had an extra digit when she was born. And Charity, our youngest daughter, who just moved back from London and who has these wonderful twins with the great screams and so on. Beautiful uh, smiles. It's, it's right. What, right now, W R I G H T. So she married Ian Wright, and so it's right now. Uh, and that's her blog, but you'll enjoy those. But I think it's dot blog dot blogspot dot blogspot. Yeah, right yeah. now dot blogspot. But just to your point, Linda, that you were saying about how you know it, it comes down to us. We make the decision. You're the person who has to decide whether you're going to be a person of gratitude. And listen, to what Rabbi Harold Kushner suggested. Essentially, see what you think, but I think, Linda, that he's saying all it takes is, is concentration. Here's his quote. Can you see the holiness in those things you take for granted? A paved road or a washing machine. If you concentrate on finding what is good in every situation, you will discover that your life will suddenly be filled with gratitude a feeling that actually matures the soul. Isn't that neat? Yeah, it's, it's a really mature neat. soul. As we gradually develop this habit of gratitude, we begin to see blessings all around us. This is it's it is a new way of seeing, a new way of, of being. And in, in part of everything, in the light of our awareness, gifts sort of elongate like 
sunsetting shadows. You know, when you you the, the 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 evening gets later and your shadow gets longer and longer and longer. That's what happens with gratitude when we focus on it. It is, and you know, this is making my mind go in uh, lots of directions because one of the things I wrote down in my list, and I probably won't read the whole thing, but um, was really funny because I wrote down. I love going to, I am so grateful I can go to the grocery store without any kids. <laughs> I hated going to the grocery store of age. with kids yeah. in the grocery basket and screaming and one going over the edge and getting all, and knocking down all the stuff and everything. I am just so grateful for those little moments. And I don't have time to tell the story now, but I, I just so clearly remember the first time I went without a child. And now I'm grateful. I'm every time, almost every time I think, Oh, I can just go get what I need and I don't need to deal with kids in the basket. So for a couple more minutes before we go to a little break, let us just kind of feed you with some of the thoughts that have meant a lot to us in in our writing. Basic gratitude is a skill we can learn through concentration and practice. And if it's learned well enough, practiced long enough, it can become an attitude and atmosphere with which and in which we live and live more fully. Gratitude is an element that, though often hidden, is always present, at least in traces, in every experience, every moment. Finding it and feeling it and giving it is what we practice. Once located a skill we can become quite good at. Gratitude is compatible, even symbiotic, with other emotions and can shape-shift them all into something calmer, sweeter. Irritation and annoyance with an adversary or an adversary can transform into gratitude for a new awareness of another perspective. Disappointment with weather can transform into gratitude for variety and unpredictable surprises and appreciation of beauty, except when it's a wedding reception. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and we did that but, too. But this is a list. Think, think with us on this list. Fear of things we can't control or predict can transform into gratitude for serendipity. Boredom with routine can transform into gratitude for stability and safety. Vague appreciation for comfort and ease can transform into deep gratitude for small specifics, like a storm window or a car that starts. Even frustration with traffic and potholes can transform into gratitude for the government. Imagine that. And the roads built for us. And I have been so annoyed at all the construction all summer you cannot turn on any okay, street don't get on that one, oh my gosh and when it's all done yeah. i'll be grateful be grateful that it's going to be better gratitude is better than appreciation the latter might be nothing more than politeness well the former has depth of feeling and expression thanksgiving can become a skill an aptitude a talent defined and deliberate and directed developed by awareness, perspective, and practice. Let's take a break, brief, brief break and we'll try to go even a little deeper this, this day or two after Thanksgiving into this powerful skill. Be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. 
And we're back on Ours on the Road. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I really hope that this is just the start of something big, a <laughs> gratitude challenge for the year. It's hard to keep your focus on it, but the more and the better you can do it, the better off we are. Now, consciously or not, whenever you feel gratitude for something, you should feel it to someone. And, accept it or not, that someone is ultimately God. Thus, as we practice it, aware or not, we draw nearer to God. Whoever we perceive God to be, whatever we perceive him to be, gratitude draws us closer and closer and closer. It is really true, and we have loved sending out Thanksgiving cards. Every year we've decided we want to do not Christmas cards, Thanksgiving cards, and we love, and we actually love doing it online now. We used to spend hours putting, putting them in stamping envelopes. and putting and addressing and trying to find addresses and so on. Oh my gosh, that was such a pain. It is really remarkable what you can do. We can reach so many more people online now, and we can send it instantly, and we can send pictures. And um, one year, Linda, I remember we put over a thousand stamps on envelopes, and um, yeah, sent we that did out. And now, now we can just do it so much more easily. And so, we want to share with you our Thanksgiving poem for 2021. This wonderful Thanksgiving we've just had. Some of you may have already received it because we've been sending it out. Can we put a we put a link on BYU Radio. No, we'll tell people. Maybe. I'll tell people where to get, How to get it. it yeah, I'll tell. I'll give you a link you if you Because sometimes poems, as we all know, are better when you read them than when you hear them, because the lineage and the emphasis cannot be fully. Appreciated. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. you, you should know if you don't already that Richard is a poet. He's written. A I'm whole an aspiring book of poems, poet, but I'm, you did I'm write that to sweet be a book poet. of poems. And he really, he came with such an amazing gift. So um, you go ahead and read well, this. Well, let's, let's alternate reading these stanzas, and we'll read them fairly slowly, because this, this is the peak of our own personal gratitude for, for this year. But it's also kind of a warning, and I think it might be the perfect end to our gratitude discussions for November. It's called The Gratitude Fork, F-O-R-K. We all understand on some level the importance of joy, of gratitude, and we love the holiday of Thanksgiving and the longer journey of Thanksgiving. But danger lurks. There is a fork in this seemingly unpleasant path. In this seemingly pleasant path. Sorry, I'm sorry. You. Two different ways that it can go. I'm going to, I'm going to, that, that, that's a, that's supposed to be the shocking part of the poem. I'm going to read that again and then carry in. But danger lurks. There's a fork in this seemingly pleasant path. Two different ways that it can go. One fork spirals up toward pride, comparing, credit taking, self-congratulating. Thanks that I have more than you, that I know more. See more, do more than you. It's a path that gradually grows wider, flatter, uglier, 
as the world grows smaller and darker. The other fork splits off toward meekness, humble acknowledgement that nothing is deserved or earned, that our debt is always growing, never paid. A narrow winding path, this, small beneath the ever larger, more magical world towering around us. Wonders around every corner where we in our nothingness become transparent, aware appreciators, servers, windows to his love. That first fork, which appeared ascending upward at first, now descends ever steeper, ever deeper into the dungeon of self. The second path, which initially dropped away lowly and humble, but filled with awe, now circles around, around and up, revealing mysteries and questions like, how are we so different than he, yet so much the same? Each gift bows our head lower, even as it lowers our hearts and our sights. Even as it lifts our hearts and our sights. Picture that. So each of these gifts bows our head lower, even as it lifts our hearts and our sights. And then the last line of the poem, have you found the thanksgiving path? Have you come to the gratitude fork? I love that. I think it's so beautiful. And uh, we all have a lot to be grateful for. We included our wedding pictures in that, which uh, is also fun online because you can pinch it and see individual people. You can't do that in a card that you send to people. So yeah, I'm we want so to send high resolution I'm so, so people can for the see those faces. I wish we could do it so that you could blow up everyone's face except ours. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. But there are some funny little things in that picture. Like one of our grands, darling grandsons, we, we had one that's just everybody smiling. And then we have one that everybody has their arms in the air and they're just joyful and everything. But this one little grandson got it opposite. So in the, in the serious one, he is, you know, a light with the arms up in the air. And then the other one, he's just totally glum. It is hilarious to see the different faces. So just a quick link, if you want to read that poem, and you may not. I mean, maybe we just read it to you and that's enough. But if you want to read it in print, uh, just go to valuesparenting.com. A lot of you know that that's where we sort of put everything all strung together, valuesparenting.com. And there's a click there for Richard and Linda Iyer. And under that click, you'll find this Thanksgiving poem if you want to. And the pictures are there And the as pictures well. are there yeah. too. Yeah, you can look at these wedding pictures. Now let us just round this out with just a little more about, this is a skill. We want you to think of gratitude as a skill. And this is very deliberate. And, and some of you may feel like gratitude's more intuitive. You just feel it when you feel it and you don't when you don't. But what we're trying to suggest to you is you can, you can take control of your own gratitude and it can become a skill that you develop. So just bear with us here for a little, little more on that thought, hopefully helpful to you. An aptitude for gratitude does not come by itself. It's a combination of other skills. 
to let to get good at gratitude quote unquote to get good at gratitude we need to get good at noticing and awareness we need to get good at humility we need to get better at expressing our thanks and we need to get better at remembering and and noticing and and recalling good that we've had and we need to get good at receiving we really do in the middle part and central core um, of all this is about the skills that make up the skill and about how each of us connects to the ultimate skill and gift of gratitude so the joy of these connections is that they feed each other and they motivate each other getting better at awareness makes us better at gratitude and feeling more thankfulness makes us more aware they're all circular understanding grace feeds directly into the gratitude we feel and then that added gratitude expands our grasp of grace we've identified and experimented with 12 qualities that we believe are components of gratitude 12 skills that make up the skill and that's that's what we're going to be revealing to you during this coming year this first one is going to start next week we're going to go into it in depth as we begin december and it's the skill of grace the awareness and the skill of grace which we believe is one of the 12 things that go into developing gratitude. And every month during the, the coming year, we're going to talk about another skill that we can develop that will enhance even further what and, our gratitude is. And we'll actually share some of our experiences. We hope that it will remind you of your experiences um, as we go through this process this year. So, Linda, as the month ends of November, we're looking forward to... Christmas, as you are in your families. Um, for many of us, it's going to be an exceptional holiday season because we can gather, and we couldn't for the last two Christmases. We're putting up our huge Christmas tree, which we haven't put up for two years because it's just too big when we couldn't have people come over. I know. Well, it's artificial, obviously, but it's 20 feet high, and it is so fun. And it's mostly fun because we got a great deal on it. It was a $3,000 deal that we got for like $250 on Craigslist. Yeah, we picked so, it up along the side of the road somewhere. No, we did not, but it was, it was a deal just getting it home and storing it. But there, those kinds of things are those great memories, those great traditions are what makes life exciting. It's been so great to be with our families this weekend. I know some of you have, some of you haven't. Some of you may have had a hard Thanksgiving. But we do, we, we have to say that we have a darling daughter-in-law who lost her father this yeah, week. They're living yeah. in Switzerland and they're so far away. And the, uh, the funeral was over Thanksgiving, the, the Thanksgiving week. And we are so um, grateful to her and to him for all the influence that he had on her life and that she can be part of our our little tribe and we're thankful for all of our children and grandchildren as we've gone through this thanksgiving week and even in the adversity we try to find the gratitude and so as you enter these these holidays coming up stay with us on ours on the road we'll explore a new kind of gratitude and we'll try to focus our minds and that's the blessing of doing this podcast is we we we, we commit ourselves to certain things and 
we will bless our lives by being grateful and by really moving into Christmas with a family spirit of finding a way to give even more love to those that we love. Love, joy, grace, and gratitude. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next time on Ayers on the Road. Take care.